Welcome to the October 18th meeting of the San Francisco County Transportation Authority Board. I am Raphael Mandelman. I chair this board. I, our vice chair is Aaron Peskin. Our clerk today is Elijah Sanders. Um, I believe we have and are grateful for Kalina Mendoza with SFGov TV. Um, and uh, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Commissioner Chan? Chan present. Commissioner Dorsey? Present. Dorsey present. Chair Mandelman? Present. Mandelman present. Commissioner Marr? Present. Mar present. Commissioner Melgar? Melgar present. Commissioner Peskin? Present. Peskin present. Commissioner Preston? Present. Preston present. Commissioner Ronan? Ronan present. Commissioner Safai? Safai absent. Commissioner Stephanie? Stephanie present. Commissioner Walton? Walton absent. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, we have some colleagues who have requested some um, uh, to, to be absent for portions of this meeting. Uh, Commissioner Safai is going to be arriving late. Uh, Commissioner Marr is here remotely, but will need to leave uh, probably a little bit before 11. Commissioner uh, Walton uh, will also be about between a half an hour and an hour late, so I am going to excuse those folks for the portions of this meeting that they miss. Um, and I believe you have some announcements, Mr. Clerk. Yes, I do. For members of the public interested in participating in this board meeting, we welcome your attendance here in person in the Legislative Chamber, Room 250 in City Hall. Or you may watch cable channel 26 or 99, depending on your provider, or stream the meeting live at www.sfgovtv.org. For those wishing to make public comment remotely, the best way to do so is by dialing 415-655-0001, and when prompted, entering access code 2493887-6145. And then press pound and pound again. You will be able to listen to the meeting in real time. When public comment is called for the item you wish to speak on, press star three to be added to the queue to speak. Do not press star three again or you will be removed from the queue. When the system says your line is unmuted, the live operator will advise that you will be allowed two minutes to speak. When your two minutes are up, we will move on to the next caller. Calls will be taken in the order in which they are received. Best practices are to speak slowly, clearly, and turn down the volume of any televisions or radios around you. Public comment for items on this agenda will be taken first from members of the public and attendance in the legislative chamber, and then afterwards from the remote speaker's queue on the telephone line. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Before calling the next item as chair, I would like to invoke Rule 3.26 from the Rules of Order to limit total public comment per item to 30 minutes for today's meeting. Um, and with that, Mr. Clerk, please call our next item. Item two, final approval on first appearance. Approve the resolution making findings to allow teleconferenced meetings under California Government Code Section 54953E. This is an action item. Uh, great, and I don't believe we have a staff presentation, and I don't think by this point there are any comments or questions from colleagues, but uh, can we see if we have any public comment in the chamber? Seeing none, let's see if we have any remote public comment. Checking for remote public comment on item number two. I see no public comment, Chair. Okay, so public comment on item two is closed. Uh, is there a motion to approve item two? Moved by Peskin. Is there a second? Moved by, uh, seconded by Melgar. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Commissioner Chen? Aye. Chen, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Mar, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Safai? Aye. 
Safai absent. Commissioner Stephanie? Stephanie, aye. Commissioner Walton? Walton absent. There are nine ayes. The motion is approved. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Please call our next item. Item three, approve the minutes of the September 27th, 2022 meeting. This is an action item. All right. I don't see any comments or questions. Let's open this item to public comment. Anyone in the chamber with public comment? Seeing none, let's check for remote public comment. Chair, there is no public comment. Public comment on item three is closed. Is there a motion to approve item three? Moved by Dorsey, seconded by Peskin. Uh, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Commissioner Chan? Aye. Chan, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Melgar, aye. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Safai? Safai, excuse. Commissioner Stephanie? Aye. Stephanie, aye. Commissioner Walton? Walton, excuse. There are nine ayes. The motion is approved. Thank you. Uh, Mr. Clerk, uh, please call item four. Item four, Community Advisory Committee report. This is an information item. Uh, and I think we have our CAC Vice Chair Kevin Ortiz giving this presentation. Good morning, um, Chair Mandelman. Thank you so much. Um, I'll, I'll be brief on my report. Um, so uh, at the September 28th CAC, we had um, a update to our CAC bylaws with um, Commissioner, or with Chair Larson's uh, departure, uh, we had uh, Chair Klein elected for some of the earlier meetings, uh, and we amended our bylaws to allow for a vice chair election, um, at which point I was elected uh, as the vice chair. Um, the, some of the, up, the other updates for the meeting um, at the September 28th meeting was we uh, unanimously supported uh, Prop 30, uh, as well as had a report on the SF Planning Department Southeast Rail Yard study. Uh, and approve 3.7 million uh, in Prop K funds um, as well for five different projects. Um, we also had a Vision Zero update and a San Francisco, San Francisco Transportation Plan update, um, as well as um, reviewing um, the uh, Transportation Authority's uh, uh, One Bay Area Cycle 3 grants, um, at which point, um, you know, the CAC was updated that we, uh, the changes have been made to um, the elevator modernization uh, redesign uh, funding for that. Uh, and that's all for my report. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Ortiz, Vice Chair Ortiz. Um, let's see if we have public comment on your report. Any in the chamber? Nope. Uh, let's check if we have any remote public comment. Checking public comment on item number four. I see no public comment, Chair. Um, well, then again, with gratitude to uh, all the members of the CAC and uh, Vice Chair Ortiz, um, we will go to item five. Please call item five. Item five, appoint one member to the Community Advisory Committee. This is an action item. All right. Um, so we're going to uh, talk a little bit about a CAC appointment, but before we do that, um, uh, I would like to invite Peter Tannen to come up if he is here. Um, Peter Tannen, <laughs> um, 
you are the outgoing District 8 representative. You have uh, stayed on longer uh, than I think you intended to. Um, in patience with me in my office as we've tried to find a replacement for you, you are irreplaceable. Um, you have been on the CAC for 14 years, providing insight as a longtime San Francisco resident and avid cyclist. Um, and sharing your wisdom and knowledge from a decades-long career in public service with the SFMTA and its predecessor. Um, uh, you've served as vice chair and acting chair on the CAC and have always been there to mentor and support other CAC members. Um, I do have a certificate of appreciation for you uh, signed by Exec Executive Director Tilly Chang and myself, which I will bring down in a moment, but I also wanted to give you an opportunity uh, if you wanted to say anything you like. Good morning, Chair Mandelman, Vice Chair Peskin, members of the uh, Commission. I want to thank you very much. I really appreciate uh, being recognized like this, and I'm happy to have had the opportunity to share on the CAC for so many years. And I first uh, joined the CAC after working for the city and county for 14 years. I thought it would be interesting to sit on the other side of the table so I could ask questions instead of answer questions as a city staff member. And I also wanted to stay current in current uh, transportation issues and policies in San Francisco. And hopefully I've been able to offer my combined experience as a community member and former city transportation planner. And I'm really gonna miss uh, my colleagues on the CAC and especially the Transportation Authority staff. I've known Tilly and Maria for probably about 20 years since they joined the Transportation Authority, and I've known Anna back in her days when she was at DPW, and we worked together. So even though I'm no longer gonna be on the CAC, I'll probably listen into the meetings and uh, you know, might actually call in with some comments so I won't be fading away. <laughs> Keep them on Thank track. you. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you so much, Peter. Uh, if my colleagues will indulge me, I'm going to run down there and invite um, uh, Director Chang to come as well, and we'll do a little photograph with you as I give you the certificate. Thank you, colleagues, for indulging me in that. Um, and now I would like to invite uh, Amelia Wiley to present on item five. Hello. Um, good morning, commissioners. Amelia Wiley, program analyst. Uh, the Transportation Authority has an 11-member community advisory committee with each member serving a two-year term. The board appoints individuals to fill any open seats. Neither staff nor the CAC make recommendations on appointments. Applicants must be San Francisco residents and must appear before the board at least once to describe their interest and qualifications. There is one open seat that's requiring board action today, District 8, resulting from the resignation of the prior District 8 representative, Peter Tannen. 
SFCTA also continues to work to identify candidates for the open District 4 and District 11 seats. Those interested in applying should see www.sfcta.org for information on how to apply. Um, I can take any questions, and Chair Mandelman, I believe one District 8 applicant, Rachel Ortega, is here to introduce herself and speak to her qualifications. Great. Uh, thank you for that, and I'll invite Ms. Ortega to come up. Hello. Hello. My name is Rachel Ortega. I've been a resident, resident of District 8 for over a year now, but I've been in San Francisco for over four and a half years. In this time, I have taken every method of public transportation. I own a car and I have a bike, which means I'm very familiar with all modes of transportation in the city. My background is in facility planning and operations. I currently am an operations planner for a small company in Soma called Shaper Tools. During this, I often manage budgets, review any discrepancies, cases, and have done a variety of different business projects, including projects that have led me to work with uh, the Board of Santa Clara and getting items certified for build. San Francisco is a wonderful city and I wanna to continue to make sure that it takes a critical look at its transportation infrastructure. My goal is that the, I would like to have equitable transportation options for everyone, and that I want them to reflect the changing landscape of the city that has been evolving since 50 years ago when the transit system really started to take off. I understand that there is current infrastructure projects that are already in consideration and want to ensure their success going forward, including the electrification of Caltrain and upgrading all of the Barton Muni cars. I wanna make sure that we have safety for bicycles and pedestrians, as someone that has almost been hit by a car on a bike before. <laughs> um, and I just want to encourage, at the end of my term, the use of all public transportation by everyone in the city, as it's one of the most environmentally environmentally friendly options that we have. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ms. Ortega. I have had the opportunity to sit down with you um, and have been impressed by you and also think that you will be an excellent representative for all those San Franciscans who are grateful for the public transportation we got and really wish we had a whole lot more. So um, uh, with that, I think we should open this item up to public comment. And so you don't have to stay up there. <laughs> Thank you. Come on up, Mr. Tannen. Yeah, good morning again. For the record, my name is Peter Tannen. I'm the former District 8 CIC member. And I support the uh, appointment of Rachel Ortega. We actually met and talked about the CAC, and I was very impressed with her interest in San Francisco transportation and her goals as she stated for serving on the committee and the fact that she uses so many different transportation modes and I think her varied professional experience in operations and facilities planning, budget management, project financing and analysis in a variety of industries would provide very good background for her service on the CAC so I wholeheartedly support her appointment. Thank you. Thank you. Uh Mr. Tannen, uh, is there any other public comment in the chamber? Seeing none, let's see if we have any public comment online or remote. 
Chair, there is no public comment online. All right, so public comment on item five is closed. And then with that, I would like to make a motion to appoint Rachel Ortega to the CAC. Is there a second? Uh, I think uh, Stephanie got it. Um, uh, we've been joined by Commissioner Walton. Um, and uh, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Commissioner Chan? Aye. Chan, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Safai? Safai, excuse. Commissioner Stephanie? Aye. Stephanie, aye. Commissioner Walton? Well, nine. There are ten eyes. The motion is approved. Uh, great. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Please call our next item. Item six: State and federal legislation update. This is an information item. All right, and we have Mark Watts. Uh, we're remote, appearing remotely. Our Sacramento advocate. Good morning, Chair and Commissioners. I'm pleased to be here today. Um, in September, um, I was here to present, or before you, to present a status update on legislation that the governor had acted upon that were uh, on the list that you had taken positions. Since that point in time, he acted on six additional bills, and I was going to cover those briefly. And in each case, these bills were uh, measures that you supported. Um, and I'll start with the first measure and give you a little bit of additional background on this particular one. AB 117 was the e-bike incentive project. The governor did veto it. However, in talking with CalBike and other folks, there's a strong feeling that the $10 million that, were, that was uh, included in the state budget program this year for transportation infrastructure for the e-bike incentive program on a one-time basis was a great step forward. And I think the uh, it was unfortunate that uh, the uh, legislature had approved 117 at the moment in time when the revenue picture started to get a little bit cloudy. So the governor did uh, address um, the the uncertainty that may be uh, uh, materializing for the state budget. I'll talk about that briefly after the bill. So that measure was um, was vetoed. AB 1938 was a modification to uh, earlier legislation on traffic speed limits. Uh, it clarified the intent of a prior bill um, by the author, Assemblymember Friedman, who's the chair of the Assembly Transportation Committee. The governor did sign this bill. It's in law now. Uh, AB 2147, <clears throat> this measure um, authorized, uh, it's been called the jaywalking bill, but I don't think that does it justice. Uh, it just says that a peace officer shall not stop a pedestrian for a violation of illegal crossing unless there was some threat or danger that was apparent. So it gives a little bit more flexibility for um, pedestrians uh, if they're careful. Uh, SB 942, uh, this measure uh, allowed the GGRF, the Greenhouse Gas Reduction Fund um, program called the Low Carbon Transit Operations Program, which is a transit operations um, support program. It allowed uh, transportation agencies or transit agencies to use these funds to help implement free or reduced fare transit programs. So that's the door opening for that, uh, that policy effort. AB 2594, another bill that was supported by uh, the board, 
um, really took on um, a reform of the toll charge system, uh, made a number of changes to the administration of bridge and toll, uh, toll road um, uh, notifications, uh, and provided for additional um, ac access for the unbanked in the system. And finally, uh, Senator Wiener's SB 922 uh, deals with uh, expanding the CEQA exemptions he had enacted a couple years back for transit, bicycle, and pedestrian projects. Um, and that also extended the period until 2030 that this measure or these, this uh, uh, statutory exemption program for transit would be uh, allowed. Uh, so that brings to a close um, the legislative cycle for the year in bi um, bills. Um, looking forward to seeing legislation introduced in early December and January and get to work with uh, Amber and your staff. Uh, one of the major trends I alluded to that's, that's emerging in Sacramento or in the state <clears throat> is uh, we're finally uh, seeing a slowdown in the uh, estimated revenues that have been collected and have been projected to uh, produce over $100 billion in so-called surplus in the next in the current budget fiscal year. Um, and the, the governor actually addressed this in several of the uh, measures that he vetoed. He cited the fact that the legislature had sent uh, $20 billion in total costs in measures in one-time commitments and $10 billion in ongoing commitments that were not accounted for in the state budget. And with that kind of an impact, he felt he had to make those uh, adjustments. And he did express concern about the emerging uh, frailty that uh, may be uh, materializing before our eyes with respect to state revenues. Um, I did mention I had uh, was going to give you a little bit more detail on the e-bike incentive program, that one-time funding um, is being developed into a program by the Air Resources Board. And they anticipate right now that the incentive program will launch in quarter one of 2023 and open to anybody who lives in California. And just bringing that to a close, uh, the program will support class one or class two, which are pedal assist and pedal assist and throttles. And some, um, but class three, which uh, is, has a higher uh, performance measure, will not be uh, included. It is estimated that the $10 million, this initial budget allocation, will fund somewhere in the order of 7,000 e-bike incentives during the year. Uh, so look forward to that. And I think it, uh, I think the Cal Bike folks intend to come back and try to find a funding source to extend that program. Uh, and finally, I, when I jumped over a piece when I was talking about the state budget, uh, yesterday uh, the Department of Finance announced that September receipts were 2.8 billion below the estimate. And when you add that in with last month's uh, uh, below estimate amount, plus the end of year uh, $2 billion erosion, we're looking at close to $7 billion below uh, the estimates for this point in time. So I'd be happy to answer questions, but I'm completing, I've completed what I was going to present. Um, and I, if, if appropriate, I was going to uh, wrap up on behalf of both Amber and myself, as she's at a remote uh, location as well. So thank you. All right, thank you, Mr. Watts. Um, 
I don't see any comments or questions from colleagues. Uh, do we have any public comment in the chamber? Don't see any. Let's see if we have any remote public comment on item six. Chair, there is no public comment. Um, all right, public comment on item six is closed. Um, just for people who are keeping track of our agenda, um, I have received a request uh, that we continue um, item nine, and it is my intention to do that. So if you happen to be um, here for that or at home watching this for item nine, um, uh, item nine is probably not going to come up today. Um, so, uh, Mr. Clerk, please uh, call item seven. Item seven, allocate $3,701,000 in Prop K funds with conditions and appropriate $800,000 for five requests. This is an action item. All right. Uh, Linda Veray and Andrew Heidel. Oh, there we are. Good morning, Commissioners. Linda Veray, Transportation Planner. We're just pulling up our slides right now. SFGov TV, we have our slides shared. So the first, sorry, I gotta get used to this mic. <laughs> the first of the five requests will be presented by my colleague, Andrew Heidel, and it's for the Bayview Station Preliminary Design and Pre-Environmental. Good morning, Chair and Commissioners. Uh, as Linda mentioned, uh, Andrew Heidel, Principal Planner, here to present this first item. Uh, the first request is a follow-up to the presentation that the board heard at the July 26th meeting from the San Francisco Planning Department on the Southeast Rail Station Study, specifically with respect to advancing a station in the Bayview. Though the Planning Commission made a recommendation to advance Oakdale, based on feedback at the project's final community meeting this summer, we heard a set of questions that remain unanswered from members of the community and relevant CACs before they feel a final decision can be made. These include things like information about project cost, ridership, and potential environmental impacts. This request is for $800,000 for the Transportation Authority to complete preliminary design, pre-environmental work, and arrive at a single recommended preferred location for a new Bayview Caltrain station. The scope proposes three main pieces of work. First, continuing community engagement. It's important that this process answers some of the outstanding questions we've heard in our prior outreach and center community members in ultimately creating that recommendation. Second, in service of answering some of those questions, advance the station designs to provide more information on ridership, station access, and community integration, cost, and importantly, some potential funding opportunities. And third, we'd like to be ready to move quickly into the environmental clearance process for the recommended alternative, so this scope also includes pre-environmental work like identifying resources, roles, and responsibilities. Full environmental clearance is not included in this request and will require additional time and funds. We're proposing a quick process, no more than 12 months, to continue to move forward with urgency towards implementation of this station. At the end of the 12 months, staff will present a final report with recommendations to the Transportation Authority Board for approval. I'll turn it back over to Linda for the remainder of this item. Thank you, Mr. Heidel. The second request is from Golden Gate Bridge Highway and Transportation District, and this is to fund the San Francisco Ferry Terminal Security Improvement Project for the design phase, enhancing the security fencing, constructing the new security fencing, and installing modern terminal access controls will help with deterring and preventing unauthorized entry. Completion of design is anticipated for fall 2023. The next three projects are from SFMTA. This one is to fund application-based traffic calming for fiscal year 20, 2021 for the construction phase. 
This was for a group of applications received in June 2020. There is a list of locations in your board packet starting on page 78. This is for 102 locations with approximately 200 individual traffic calming measures. 200 is an estimate based on past traffic calming cycles and assumes about two devices at each of the approved locations. There is currently about 2.1 million available, and to fully fund, there is about 663,000 to be reprogrammed. This request requires an amendment to the traffic calming five-year prioritization program, called 5YPP, to reprogram from schools engineering, vision zero proactive traffic calming, and speed radar sign installation. With this amendment, SFMTA will have sufficient funds for schools engineering and speed radar installation, with respect to Vision Zero proactive traffic calming, SFMTA does not plan to request funds for this program until mid-2023, after it has coordinated with the Department of Public Health on the updated high injury network. And this is to fund the application-based traffic calming for fiscal year 2021 to 2022 for the design phase. This was for a group of applications received in June 2021. There is a list of locations in your board packet starting on page 97. During the design phase, SFMTA will determine what measure will be implemented at each location. There is an estimated 208 locations with approximately 396 individual traffic calming measures. Of the approved locations, 208 applications were accepted and a total of 341 applications were received. This request requires an amendment to the traffic calming 5YPP to reprogram 312,000 from speed radar sign installation. And the last request is to fund the school's engineering program for fiscal year 2022 to 2023 for planning, design, and construction. Schools engineering is an annual program within San Francisco Safe Routes to School. This request will fund five walk audits and 30 measures recommended from those audits. Walk audits are collaborative assessments that involve gathering information about infrastructure issues, motorist behavior, and pedestrian and bicycling behavior around schools. They require support from the school staff, the parents, principal, and SFMTA staff. This is a multi-phase allocation given the overlapping schedule of planning, design, and construction phases at those different schools. And schools engineering is a three-part program, and the other two parts have already been funded. So. SFGov TV, I have finished my presentation. With that, I'm able to answer questions. We also have our project managers and staff from other agencies that are available as well, as long as well as Anna LaFort. Thank you, Ms. Vray. Uh, Commissioner Safai. Thank you, Chair Mandelman. I, I just, just directed to Director and Ms. LaFort. Um, we've gotten over the last year and a half, two years, uh, probably about 10 emails and requests from the principal at Jose Ortega Elementary asking uh, for there to be traffic calming. So we would like the TA to study Jose Ortega to see about the traffic calming along Sargent that could be done. We've reached out to staff to let you know about this. So we'd like that to be included. Um, there's a lot of safety concerns, a lot of speeding around that area. And families uh, are really concerned about the safety of the children. So if, um, I don't know if Director Chang wants to respond, or, but I, I would like that included uh, as part of this process, if possible. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Commissioner Safai. Director Chang, do you want to? 
Um, uh, through the chair, Commissioner um, Safai Anala for Deputy Director for Policy and Programming. Is this for the walk audits? I just want to confirm, or is this for um, more residential traffic calming? For traffic calming. Okay. Thank you. We'll pass it on to MTA. Um, just, 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 I'm sorry, just so you know, MTA is aware, we've, con we've contacted them, I think it's a, another level of engagement, it's not just about asking them to, to look at this, they're aware of the situation, we've engaged with them, we'd like to see some action taken, please, thank you. Thank you, Commissioner Safai. Um, with that, we will open this item up to public comment, if there is any public comment in the chamber, not seeing any. Uh, is there any remote public comment? Checking for public comment on item number seven. Again, for those of you on the line, if you wish to make public comment, please press star three. And checking for public comment, there is no public comment. Okay. Public comment on item seven is closed. Is there a motion to approve item seven? Moved by Walton. Is there a second? Seconded by Melgar. Um, I think there's probably a whole bunch of happy uh, neighborhoods um, as they inch ever closer to getting the traffic calming uh, that they've been asking for for years and years and years in many cases. So um, with that, uh, Mr. Clerk, please call the roll. Commissioner Chen? Aye. Chen, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chairman Edelman? Aye. Edelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Preston? Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Safai? Aye. Safai, aye. Commissioner Stephanie? Aye. Stephanie, aye. Commissioner Walton? Walton, aye. There are 11 ayes. The motion is approved. Thank you, Mr. Clerk. Please call our next item. Item 8, approve the Transportation Authority's project priorities for the Senate Bill 1 Local Partnership Program Competitive Grant Program. This is an action item. Thank you. Principal Transportation Planner Mike Pickford. Good morning. All right, you should be able to see my slides now. Uh, so the local partnership program is a state grant program that rewards local jurisdictions with voter approved taxes and fees or that have imposed fees dedicated to funding transportation. The program is administered by the California Transportation Commission, distributes about $200 million a year uh, through both a formulaic and a competitive program. The competitive program is what we're discussing today. As the Prop K and Prop AA administrator, the Transportation Authority is eligible to and uh, can submit applications for projects that will be implemented by partner agencies. The funding cycle of this competitive program covers fiscal years 23-24 through 24-25 and will distribute up to $144 million statewide. LPP can fund a variety of different project types, including transit facilities and vehicles, roadway reconstruction and safety enhancements, and bicycle and pedestrian facilities. Funds are available for construction only, require a dollar-for-dollar dollar match, and there's a maximum grant of $25 million. Uh, LPP does have pretty extensive evaluation criteria. More competitive projects are cost-effective, ready to start construction, have air quality and safety benefits, and demonstrated community support, among other aspects. For this cycle, we're recommending submitting two applications on behalf of partner sponsor agencies. The first is Next Generation is the Next Generation Fairgates project. BART is requesting $5.4 million to replace 86 Fairgates at Embarcadero, Montgomery, and Glen Park stations. The new Fairgates will improve reliability and accessibility for the BART system. 
The second project proposal is the Transbay Howard Streetscape project on Howard between Embarcadero and 4th Street. Public Works is requesting $12.9 million to reconfigure this street to create a new two-way cycle track and signal modifications, along with bulb outs, curb ramps, and other improvements to make the street safer and more comfortable for pedestrians. A complementary project led by SFMTA will implement similar streetscape improvements to Howard between 4th and 11th Street. Should the board approve this recommendation, we will work with the project sponsors to get applications submitted by the November 29th deadline. Since the CTC reserves the right to only review one application per applicant, we will also coordinate with the city, which is also eligible, to submit the same applications to ensure that both projects are reviewed. Unfortunately, we won't hear results until next June, but let's all cross our fingers. Uh, with that, I can take any questions. Um, thank you, Mr. Pickford. I don't think we have questions for you, um, so we're gonna open this up to public comment in the chamber, and I don't see any. So can we check for remote public comment on item eight? Chair, there is public comment. One moment, please. Welcome, caller. Your two minutes begins now. Um, thanks again, uh, Chair Rafael Mandelman. Uh, I'll leave it to brief for the record. Our pronouns are she and her. I'm gonna talk about the Park Fair Gates. Uh, this is very important to me, it's personally, because I use BART. And, uh, the old fair gates uh, are getting overdue. Uh, I think it's important to ask as we allocate funds to this fair gate project and how many are built, is to consider the current status that BART has not yet uh, sunsetted the paper ticketing. They do not sell the paper tickets anymore with a supposedly temporary exception for San Francisco Airport. But eventually, paper ticket acceptance will go away. We have to ask that when these new fare gates are put in, how much is the incremental cost to add a paper ticket reader and the cost to remove that paper ticket reader? And perhaps we would be better off in not converting all 86 gates in the fair arrays, but perhaps maybe 80 of them, and leave one or two paper ticket compatible fair gates for until the fair gate program is sunsetted. We don't want to spend money uh, that we don't need to. Our paper tickets will eventually go away. So we want to look at fair gates that are going to last for several decades that aren't gonna pay, take the paper tickets so we can use the money instead to buy more and better, better fare gates, ideally that run on electricity and not on compressed air. Thank you. Thank you, caller. There is no additional public comment. All right, public comment on item eight is closed. Is there a motion to approve item eight? Moved by Dorsey, seconded by Melgar. Mr. Clerk, please call the roll on item eight. Commissioner Chen. Chan, aye. Commissioner Dorsey? Aye. Dorsey, aye. Chair Mandelman? Aye. Mandelman, aye. Commissioner Marr? Aye. Marr, aye. Commissioner Melgar? Aye. Melgar, aye. Commissioner Peskin? Aye. Peskin, aye. Commissioner Preston? Aye. Preston, aye. Commissioner Ronan? Aye. Ronan, aye. Commissioner Safai? Aye. Safai, aye. Commissioner Stephanie? Aye. Stephanie, aye. Commissioner Walton? 
Well, nine. There are 11 ayes. The motion is approved. All right. Uh, thank you, Mr. Clerk. Uh, as I indicated earlier, um, uh, Commissioner Marr has requested that we continue item a nine to uh, a date when he will be able to attend, which will be October 25th. Um, we have an extra, or we have a meeting that week to make up for a meeting we did not have earlier in the month. Um, and so I don't think we need to vote on that. I'm just doing it. Um, yep. And so, Mr. Clerk, please call item 10. Item 10, introduction of new items. This is an information item. I don't see any new items, so please call item 11. Item 11, public comment. If there's anyone in the chamber who would like to address us during general public comment, please step up. I don't see anyone. Let's check our remote lines. Okay, Chair, we do have public comment. Let's Hello, start. caller. Your two minutes begins now. Good morning, Commissioner Sloan from Brian San Jose. Um, I would like to summarize a letter in your packet where I express concerns about a recent comment by Caltrain's interim executive director that she was planning a so-called world-class terminal at the Fort and King Railyard location. The first point in the letter is that there is existing legislation that established the location of such a terminal as a Salesforce transit center, not Fort and King. The second point is that there is also a 2016 court ruling confirming that location of the terminal is indeed the new transit center, and I quote, not stop 1.3 miles short at a Fort and King Caltrain station. And the final point, is that it would be helpful if the board could provide guidance to Caltrain to relocate the existing Fort and King Station to Fifth Street to facilitate entitlements, which should ultimately result in hundreds of millions of dollars in local funding for the PAX and the DTX. Thank you. Thank you, caller. There is no additional public comment. All right, thank you. Public comment on item 11 is closed. Mr. Clerk, please call item 12. Item 12, adjournment. We are adjourned.